brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm Zidi Donahue. And today we're going to talk about color blocking. And I feel like we have spoken about color blocking before, maybe in like a costuming episode or something. <laughs> I'm sure we've spoken about it. It's just, did we do it formally or informally or on the fly? Or yeah, I just don't know if we have done, I don't think we... Have we addressed it specifically? I've searched and searched and searched because when I was thinking about doing this podcast episode, I have this framework in my mind around color blocking, and I thought, ha, 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 framework around color blocking. Oh, is that good? Ah. Is that good? But what I thought was, I didn't just think this up. We've talked about this before, haven't we? And I just, anyway. Well, okay, so what number of podcasts would this be in our lifetime for us? Like, I I mean, it's- A million. I mean, we're over 200, right? Or Something at 200 like that. or whatever. Yes. And we have tried not to repeat a subject. We have. We have attempted not to. Okay. So the framework that I came up with around color blocking. I like framework around bl- color blocking. And there are more ways to do it. I don't want to limit ourselves. But I thought, oh, there are kind of three basic ways, you know, to color block. And one is to just... You know, choose a different color for each pattern piece, or for one pattern piece, or you, you know. mean planned color blocking? Yes, planned color, okay. where you, where right. you, you know, you don't alter the pattern at all. Well, and I think this is another thing. There is planned color blocking, <laughs> and there is unplanned color blocking. Okay, that was blocking. not in my framework. Was okay. my framework? Okay, right. where you just do the yes, where you just do the. So you're not altering okay. the pattern or the piece. And then right. there's the color blocking where you create the fabric ahead of time, sort of. Mm-hmm. So you're making your own fabric with blocks of color or blocks yes. of fabric. And then yes. the third would be cutting apart a sewing pattern and reassembling right. it in order to achieve. Well, your because color you're goals. wanting to achieve a specific line yes. somewhere, like okay. like a, a curve around the so body those, maybe or something. Those were my three. Right. I thought, oh, there's kind of three ways to color block. 
Right. You know, and I thought that seemed really cut and dry. And I'm like, have I talked about this before? It was just jogging this memory for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that now, now I guess there's a fourth unplanned color blocking. <laughs> well, or, well, there's there. I've got some more unplanned. All right. Or out of necessity. Out of necessity. Yes, but those are all gonna. I bet I can file those under my category. Yes. I, they, okay. Let's okay. make them subcategories. Okay. But what I'm saying is, so like I'm cutting out um, a rash guard. Yeah. Right. Well, a lot of that's not a good example because a lot of my rash guards are color blocked. But I'm cutting out something that has long sleeves, a blouse, yeah. a blazer, or whatever. And I have laid this pattern out 42 times on this fabric and I don't have I can't get it I can't get the sleeve long enough. Right. Right, which would not be the problem for me usually, but you know, I need more fabric if I want a long sleeve. Right. So I'm going to have to decide, do I want a three-quarter length sleeve? Do I want a longer sleeve? Or do I want to color block that sleeve where it's too short? Or do I want to decide to color block it somewhere else, right? Yeah. So that I can have you more have fabric. fabric. For, so I, out of necessity, I yes. guess this would be that I decide... I'm going to have to make some decisions on color blocking if I want to use this fabric for the, you know, majority of this garment. Yeah, right? okay, well. But then there's sure. unplanned. Okay. Yes, I was like going through the serger and I, you know, I, and boop, I just cut a hole, right, <laughs> in part of my fabric someplace that was on my pattern piece that was already cut out in part right. of my garment. And this is not a hole I can repair. Okay, or make go away or whatever. Or, you know, maybe I could put a patch on it, but it's like not in a good place to put a patch because I don't want it like, you know, in the middle of my butt or something, right? So I'm going to go, okay, maybe I'm going to have to chop this off and add a different piece of fabric because I used up all the fabric initially. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So just using different fabric, SOS mm-hmm. color blocking. Right. All right, but let's talk about let's talk about my framework that I, <laughs> that I made up. If Mallory and I prepared for this, we might have this. I all did set prepare up, for but, it, and then well, you're well, like, and we, then you, okay. So we do a podcast together, but we don't prepare for it together. I wouldn't say that we okay. never prepare for it. That's not always no. That's true. true. There's never. But there's never been, a never and never and always. We've been yeah. preparing for every podcast for twenty five years. Our, yes. <laughs> Since I began since you, sewing. Since you were in utero, <laughs> I have been I found over in my closet uh, the first sewing project that I ever did. Okay, we'll talk about that later. And it's, guys, it's not sewn up. So I have a 25-year-old UFO over there in the closet. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. All right, color blocking. So I would say, let's just talk about the simplest form mm-hmm. of color yes. blocking. Where, like your rash guards. Right. Okay, where it's a princess seam raglan. Right. So you already have, I mean, how many pattern pieces is that? You know, three across the front. Right. Okay. Um, and then I mean, your two you, sleeves. Well, if you take a simple raglan shirt of any kind, right? Right. Ba- what is a baseball shirt? A baseball it's shirt color blocked. Color blocked. Yes. So this, and you know, that's common in my, I make my night shirts like that often because I'm using scraps. And who knows if you're ready to go paddleboarding or you're ready to go to sleep or what you're what you're about. <laughs> Actually, to do. I got told that the other yes, day. Yes, I know. That, but, about, about, people like that joke. About twice a month, my husband does say to me, "Are those your clothes?" No. <laughs> or 
I, is that is that your clothes? Or are you dressed? Or I can't tell what you have on anymore. You've mentioned yeah, that in a I podcast know. before, and people quote it. They it lo- is they funny. Think it's funny. Yeah. It is funny. I'm glad somebody and, thinks it's and funny. And no. some of those fabrics cross over. So what can you say? I mean, hey. I'm surprised he notices I have on anything there you go. or that anything even like anything, crosses anything. over. Right. So, yeah. So you look at a baseball shirt and that's like almost the mother of color blocking. Right. Yeah, kind of. You know, the sleeves are one color. And I And usually, usually the neckband is the color of the sleeves and uh, then the body of the shirt, the front and the back are the same color. Yeah. That's kind of an iconic uh, example of color blocking. Right. And then you can use color blocking. So, Personally, I like to color block to some, uh, when I think about like a a princess line, you Mm. know, garment like that, I like to color block to give myself a bit of a waist. Um, I'm often trying to minimize sort of that middle area of my body and maximize the top. Right. So I have a smaller bust. You're looking for an optical illusion. Yeah. So I kind of like to do that, you know, every once in a while. Um, So I will use a lighter color on the center panel of a princess right. line, you know, dress or mm-hmm. rash guard or, or, you know, swimsuit leotard, thing like that, and then use darker colors on the side. And so it can give you that illusion of having that, you know, slimmer figure. And but I I think that's what a baseball shirt does. Yeah. Because you, you aren't the same color all the way across. Uh-huh. Your arms look like they're separate. Right. So you right. don't use, so it does, it blocks that out. Right. It doesn't give you the width of your arms and your body. It gives you just the width of right. your body. You're not white all the way across. Right. You're white with black sleeves, right. with red sleeves or something. And we can talk about, I think we have done a podcast about choosing fabrics and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. you know, I always think of that lighter in the middle and darker on the outside. But then occasionally I'll come up with a different fabric combination. Maybe it's something, a combination of patterns, right. and it still is pleasing to the eye to right. me. You know, uh, so it. I don't think there are any, like, super hard and fast rules there. But I no. like to read about them to give myself some ideas of things to try. Right. Now, I have made, like, the dark dress with just the front panel being the lighter color because then I'm not sitting on the light color. Oh, smart. Yeah. So Very from smart. the back, I have basically a solid dress, even though it's got the princess Yeah, thing. so you keep that lighter color Right, the and the light panel is just that front one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And oh. I remember doing that in... Actually, I did that in junior high, and then I put the monogram on the light color that matched the dark color. You know, there was right. The, the monogram was like on my chest. Yeah, I well, was so I was so innovative. And there's a there are a few different pieces of advice about. Um, so sometimes your smallest part of your body is at your natural waist, but then sometimes or right above it. Sometimes yeah, right yeah. above it, or even right under the bust. Right. So if you're trying to create some kind of optical illusion. If you are just going to not alter a pattern, not applique anything, right. not do anything crazy like that, you want to look at the design lines of the pattern as it comes to you. Right. Okay. So is it an empire waist? So dress? It, all, it it might already you know? be what we call complementary or what you choose. Yes. You know, already you've got the lines there. Right. Right. So if you're wanting to go a little easy on yourself and right. you say, oh, you know, I'd like it to be lighter on my bust and then darker empire waist down, right. pick yourself an empire waist dress pattern. Right. And then the color blocking, once you get the fit down after you've muslined right. it out and everything, the color blocking will just kind of be a secondary thing for you, you know, so you don't have to worry about that so much. Um, When you are color blocking, we 
don't always get the luxury as home stitchers to have like the same weight fabrics going yeah, together. Yeah, sometimes it'll be a little different. Yeah. Or, di- you know, texture might be different. And that's okay, too, because sometimes that's great. Yeah, sometimes that's different. a lot of fun. So you, you might, in your color blocking journey, maybe the top is white lace with a white underlay and that bottom half is black, mm-hmm. you know, or something. When you go into a store, I remember one time going on this kind of big shopping trip in high school, and I was with Hillary, um, with my sister, and I went to New York and company, and I bought some dresses, and I bought some shorts and things like that, and some of the pieces were made out of the same fabrics, or a different color version of the same fabric. I call them sister fabrics. Yes. yes. So, so New York Brother and company. Brother fabrics, sister fabrics. Had purchased right. all this fabric to make this right. stuff out of. And so since they were the same weight, they could kind of color block and coordinate and everything. But we don't always have that where we've no. got like the same weight Ponty. Right. Or the same weight well, swimwear. And the other thing about that with, in, in industry is if you have exactly the same weight fabric when you make a size. Yeah. Okay. You know, so all those size, you know, 14 pants mm-hmm. will fit exactly the no, same. No, you have to do right. that. They, they have to do that for, yes, standardization. Right. No, you're totally right. But I, I would say, you know, you're going to need to test out your seams. Mm-hmm. It may depend, um, like if you're sewing stretchy fabrics together, you may want to top stitch seams or not depending on how they also what color you're going to use in your thread in your your seaming usually you can use either color sure but sometimes it will make a difference yeah sometimes you want to like you know sometimes you're like maybe i better go with that darker color or yeah yeah, or exactly or the lighter color so you will need to and you may have to change threads while you're sewing because you're going to sew the white top together and then put the navy or you yet said black, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to... The dark bottom together. You know, you may be changing threads in a side seam. Yes. And so you may want to uh, think about your order of operations a little exactly. bit. Maybe you want to use all your light mm-hmm. thread first, or, or depending right. on how many machines you have. <laughs> what color zipper are you going to put in? What, yes. You know, does all... it change, you know, midway mm-hmm. or whatever? No, all that. That's a that's really good thing. That's where invisible zippers came in to be wonderful. Yes. Invisible zippers are awesome for that. So you might be breaking some rules, and you might be looking at the pattern and seeing recommended fabric types. Right. Okay. And so maybe you're blending those Mm -hmm. or maybe you're thinking, I'm going to pop in a knit into this woven uh, recommendation. Or the other thing I have found is because I'm so into spandex lately, right? And the the Uh knits is the different weights. Yeah. So sometimes I'm using... I'm lining one of them and not the other. There you go. Because I, I'd like it to be heftier. Yeah. You know, that that a lot of times it's like the designer printy looking one. Sure. You know. And I'm putting it on a heftier solid. So I will I will line it. Yeah, so maybe one one right. part of your color blocking is lined, right. another part is not. Maybe you've got that lace overlay lined. On the bodice and not on the sleeves. Right. So you. I do that a lot. Yeah. Don't line the sleeves. Yeah. You may have to experiment seaming the different what are combinations, the different right. recipes right. together. So you might want to experiment with that before you go ahead and do your final project. Right. Okay. So keep that in mind. Test, test, test. You're going to have to keep that in mind through all of the color blocking, right. you know, sort of frameworks that we right. go through here. But. I just figured we'd start out with that easy one where maybe you're going to do 
you know, it's the, just the sleeves different and the princess seams. And this is something where I think that that line drawing on the pattern can be really helpful for you to just trace it out and just do even value sketches where you're right. doing black, white, and gray. You're right. like, okay, I want my mid-tone here. I want right. my dark here. I want my light here. Or right. draw in a pattern if you're like, I'm going to put a plaid, you know, in here. That is where that can be nice, even if you're not drawing it necessarily on, like, a, a croquis, right. you know. Uh, but if you're just using the line drawing from the pattern, I really like that. And I did that for my Kelly Anorak that I've got this – love-hate relationship with <laughs> you it's know, seven years old and not finished it's not, whatever no it's not seven years old oh it's only five no, Zelda's no, only five yeah is it i don't even Didn't know if you start it before she was anyway, born whatever no it was before jerome was born so oh. it's not that old. Oh, okay okay so anyway yeah you might want to you might want to sort of you know do a little bit of sketching and planning and if you are following and you along, need to sketch and plan and yes. Yes, you can overdo color blocking. <laughs> I mean, I well, you know, that's an sure. opinion. That's yeah, an opinion. Is, but, yeah. but I don't want you to be, to be disappointed when you go, oh, my God, what was I thinking? I've got this floral and this plaid and this stripe and this, this, and this is all, oh, and it doesn't work. And I look like you know. a crazy quilt Because <laughs> another famous color blocking that you will see is a clown costume. Yeah, there you go. Very famous. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, clown cut. Co- I remember when you were little, we had a clown costume that everyone wore, and I made it out of two different corduroys. One leg was this, and one leg was right. That. Yeah, like, well, go. it was the four panels. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, went uh-huh. on, yeah, uh-huh. and you know they they alternated. Sure. And then the collar was a different color. Yes. Yeah. So you. And then it had pom poms down the front. Yeah. And I, like you said, it's an opinion because I have seen some people pull off certain things that I like on them and I don't like on me. I guess what I'm thinking about some is like in the quilting community too, what uh-huh. I see is like, especially because they make collections yes. and they say, these all go together. Be collection. It doesn't mean you use them all at you the same time. You don't have to. Thing. I mean, but <laughs> I have seen quilts that I'm like, I can't even see what's going on here. Because my eye, my eyes are are like buzzing across okay, trying let's, to. Let's take a. Let me go on a little tangent yeah. about value. Yes. Okay. There is a quilter. Her name is Blair. I don't know if she goes. I'm friends with her on Facebook, so I don't know how she goes professionally. But on Facebook, her name is Blair Kathy Stalker. Uh, st- yeah, Stalker. S T O C K E R. And not stalker. No, no yeah, stalker, I was like, that yeah. sounds wrong. Um, like stock. Yeah. And I can't, the name of her uh, quilt books, I can't remember what they are, but she, she sells a product called the Ruby Ruler. Oh, okay. Yes. That you lay down on things. No, yeah, uh, you look, you look through okay, it. Well, right. Can, yeah. You can lay it down on things, yeah. but it is, and this is not unfamiliar to me coming right. from like an art school background. This is, this is very art. It's very, yeah, very yes. common in the visual arts, but yeah. you look through a plastic rose colored yes yes. red thing filter filter and so she's got this acrylic red ruler and what it does is it helps you to determine the value Mm -hmm. independent of the hue now what is the value yeah let's i will okay okay so yeah i will talk about it (laughs) so the value is the darkness or lightness Mm -hmm. of a color i call it the concentration yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then the hue is the color. So it's right. like it's blue, it's it's red, it's pink, it's green. That's the hue. The value right. is it's dark red, um, it's dark blue, or it's mm-hmm. light blue. Right. You know, and within the values, you have tints, which is where you add light to or 
where you add the dark, you know, you make the color darker. No, no, no. Tins are lighter. Shades are darker. Gosh. Right. Okay. I'm like, I'm seeing. Think shade. You pull it down and you make it dark. That's yeah, what I think I'm of it. I'm seeing the textbook in my mind. Yeah. Okay. So that, she does these patchy quilts. Right. Where she's using all these different colors, but they end up making a lot of visual sense. Yes. Because she has orchestrated her design based on value right and not just hue so you can still see if she's made a quilt that's sort of made up these diamond shapes you don't lose the diamond shape because she has orchestrated them based on value right. even though it's many 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 different colors right so what it, man it's called like quilt wise or something her well book. and go wise craft yeah. i mean and that concept's been around for a long yes, time yes but and a lot of you that quilt now there's some people that don't need this tool, okay? Yeah. They have sort they of an have affinity yeah. yeah, to do this or whatever. Some people get really scared of it. So, you know, you have to come from where you're coming from. No, and I'll tell you all, I screw it up sometimes. So I like these tools. Right. Because sometimes I'll see something, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll put those together. And I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I would have flipped it. I right. feel like sometimes I want that tool. So it's not like it's a rudimentary tool. Like artists right. still use well, these things Well, and there are things the like saturation uh -huh. or, or whatever of a color will stop the eye. Mm -hmm. You know, and like a tint makes the eye go, you know, wander away from it or go past it where there's another color that can stop your eye. The other thing that we're using in sewing that doesn't happen so much in like just the painting world is we're using patterns. Right. So we have these prints. Right. And sometimes I think that can be a little confusing to assess the value exactly. of a printed fabric versus a solid color. Mm -hmm. So if you really are kind of wondering which one is going to show up lighter, if you have a red piece of glass right. or you have a red, you know, if you've got 3D glasses or something like that. or you I can... think those types of things are available in Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get them in art store. Or if you have the Ruby ruler, you can lay your fabrics out and you can look at them through this ruler and it's going to help you. Actually, I'm looking at these tool glass, tool containers we have that oh, are yeah. red plastic. And they are. Yeah, right. so I could even use that in a pinch um, if I had to. But what that does is it filters out all the other colors right. and it lets you just see the value. So that can be helpful right. when you're colorblind. And then there is... Well, oh, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to take a break. Okay. Is this a good I, break? I will, are we going to add something to that part I will, of it? I, I will write down what that I'm going to do. part of the framework. <laughs> yes, I'm going to write down what we're going to do so I can remember when we come back. Because okay, we're we'll going to be, be gone for such a long time. We'll be right time. back. ZD, what's your favorite way to measure yourself? With my easy check tape measure. So tell me a little bit about this. It's the only way to measure myself, why, I think. Why is it so magical? Well, because there's a slide on it. Uh-huh. You actually snap one end of the tape measure into the back of the slide, and then you fit it to the measurement, and then you can unsnap, and the slide remains on the place that you've measured. So if you're trying to measure your arm, right, or your underbust, right, or your or thigh, your head. or your head, oh yeah, the head, right. definitely. Well, <laughs> and you know, measuring yourself is one thing, but even measuring somebody else, what it does is it marks the spot, basically, where the measurement is, and so if I'm, and this happens to you, that you're measuring somebody and they start talking to you and you're like, was that 21 or 23? Oh my gosh. Right. And where, with this, you know, 
it, it, the slide has marked it. I also have heard feedback from customers who say, I am sending this to my daughter or, you know, so that she can measure my grandchildren That's and it will right. be accurate. Right. Right. Well, we've actually had trainers, too, yep. that, that bought these, you know, for their customers or they themselves use it for their customers or it was a male trainer and a female client. Uh, he right. didn't have to put his hands on the person right. or whatever. Also, this tape measure, when you use it with a snap, it's impossible to work from the wrong side. That's the other thing yeah. I was going to say. You can't measure from the 60 end. You have to measure from, from the, the zero, one end. From the zero, zero end. Yes. Right, right. And I said 60, but... Um, you know, it also has the millimeters on the other side, too. So yeah. you, you've got... Um, you have imperial, imperial and you have metric. Metric, uh, right. And so the easy check tape measure makes it very simple when you are trying to measure yourself uh, and you just don't want to be fumbling around. Well, and I think... You know, the thing is, don't order one because if somebody sees it, a husband or right? a daughter or just a friend, I mean, honestly, at Christmas time, I would put this like in almost everybody's stocking stuffer. And I think it's a great thing to like send away to college with people, things like that, where Fabulous. You, you want yeah. something measured. Well, if you're interested in your own easy check tape measure, you can see a video on how it works at sewhere.com slash tape measure. And you can check it out for yourself. Sewing out loud. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. Okay, Mom, what'd you write down? Well, I want to talk about the, you know, a pattern or, or let's say a print or a woven. I know the word the, pattern is. I know the pattern can confusing. when you say pattern, it can get so so. Not every fabric is solid, right? Okay, and then you get an, you know, there's another challenge there because if you're mixing prints, let's call them prints. Yeah. Okay. Which could mean it could be a stripe too, or a check, or a gingham, or whatever. But anyway, if you're mixing those, they need to be of different sizes. You don't want a gingham check, say, that is sort of got a calico print. Or the flowers are the same size. 
then your eye doesn't know what to do. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's a time when you want to do it that. It might happen. I can see it what, might happen. Playing right. with the sizes is very important. Okay, but let's go on to talk yeah. about other types of color blocking because I we have done a podcast about mixing prints and right. stuff, and you brought up that size difference and everything. Right. And it can make a, it can make a huge difference. Okay, so let's talk about if you are going to um, cut up a pattern. Let's pretend. Oh yeah, you got to be real careful here, everybody. Got to be real careful. Let's pretend that you have your princess line button up. Shirt. And this is where, unfortunately, Team Trace is going to come in. It has to. Not unfortunately, proudly. Proudly. Team Trace is coming boldly in. and proudly. Saving the day. Team You've Trace. You got where it's to at. trace. Got to trace. If you cut up your original pattern, I want you to ha- keep your original pattern. Okay. I mean, we always want you to. So whatever pattern, <laughs> you know, you've decided now it fits you and everything or whatever, and that piece, it needs to stay intact. I would, yes. Okay. Because guess what? You might change your mind. Well, not only that, because after you cut your pattern pieces, you're going to lay them back on there. Right. To make sure they are correct. Okay, well, don't, don't skip ahead. Don't spoil the... Oh, the, okay. the fun. So <laughs> I have, what do I have? Do I have Well, this here? is what I, I wanted to say. Yeah. This is where, uh, if you have a garment like a princess line with a button-up shirt that has like a button placket and yeah. stuff. To me, this garment has lots of like vertical seams yes. on it. Okay. Uh-huh. So like four front pieces, maybe there's a, maybe there's a placket up front or a yoke or something. And there's the button placket. Right. And then the most challenging way to color block that or one of the more challenging ways would be to then put in horizontal, horizontal break, break here mm-hmm. and that it, wasn't already in the that pattern, wasn't right. already there or a diagonal one a which diagonal. maybe mm-hmm. just don't do that okay? she's, she's um, getting too complicated don't do that no I mean, I'm, I'm saying why do even if we just take a sheath okay that has princess seams, sure. okay no i was trying to make get it a, really complicated yeah get all those plackets and all that out of there but you know what if you have one you have so many don't do that things. the first don't time do- don't do the diagonal thing, okay? That for sure. <laughs> don't, well, don't you can't. I mean, you can do a curve. Not your first time, time, okay? But but <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to trace. Yeah. So you have to have two masters at this point, yeah. right? Uh huh. And then you're going to draw a line someplace. Yes. Where you decide you want there to be a seam. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. You can cut that apart mm-hmm. if you want. And then add seam allowance. Right. Or you can, again, trace on top of that and add a seam allowance. So whatever your seam allowance is going to be has to be added to that. Yes. So, and here's the deal. If you want this line to be, like, picture our sheath or our button-up shirt or whatever. Let's pretend you just want to color block it right at the waist. Right. Just one straight line. You need to... Have that master pattern, and you have to mark where the waist is That's if right. you want this color blocking, you know, to line up properly. Mm-hmm. Now, this might, if you are just going to do this straight line, this might be a better candidate for the make your fabric first. Um, right. You okay. can make your, the, the other thing that I like to do is, so I've made my copy, I've made my line, and I hold a pattern up to me on in the mirror. 
Yeah. Now, it, it's not going to be absolutely exact. Right. Okay? But I'm going to find out if I'm, you know, cutting my breast in two yeah. or um, am I going between them, around them? You know, am I, am I at my waist? Am I at my hip? Where, you know, it, it will give you some idea. And you, I usually have measured this anyway before I do it, too. Right. But it gives me an idea of where that's going to lay. So another way to do this, if you want to do something real crazy, okay, and you really want to know if it's going to complement your body, is you make a muslin out of muslin. Right. You wear it. And you take a permanent marker. Take a magic marker yourself. Or whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know, whatever you're going to do. Sharpie, whatever. And you actually draw right. these design lines well, onto the dress. And I will draw them with a pencil first. Yeah. And then go, oh, Ooh, that's going to have to go up two inches higher. I bring it up two inches higher with the pencil. Then I lay it down and draw it. Yeah, you may have the, seen. So right. I, I feel like I remember a picture of this technique mm-hmm. kind of going around on Facebook right. before. And so it was looking like this really curvy, right. you know, crazy line um, of, you know, that was going around this princess line right. chief dress, right. you know. So if you color that in, you can really get Well, and the other thing, idea. too, is you're drawing these lines and they're, you know, two-dimensional. And when you get them on the body... Uh-huh. It starts it's to curve. Really it becomes three-dimensional. Be so it's, you know, where depending on where you're doing it, there's, it's wrapping around the body. So whether or not, you, whatever kind of line you make, if it's straight, if it's curved, if you're doing it on your pattern, which you've traced, or if you're doing it on this muslin garment that you are then designing, right. a little more haute couture kind of thing, you're going to need to then... Trace on that muslin, trace on that master, or cut that apart, and you need to add seam allowance, and you need to mark, or I I do at least always, I mark some matching points, Mm -hmm. some notches. Right. And the other, so the the last thing you're going to do before you cut this out Uh is you take those pattern block pieces that you've made with your seam allowance, and you lay them on your master, and you make sure they still are the same shape and size. The, yes. So you're going to overlap them. Uh-huh. You, so when you put that seam allowance on, make sure you also mark where the seam allowance is Right. Because so, you're not butting. Right. Yeah. Because you're not butting them up together when you're laying the you're laying seam line on seam line. And let's talk about this a little bit. This really helps you to understand sleeves if you ever do mm-hmm. anything like this. Or if you are a quilter and you've done like the drunkard's path or any. You're making a drunkard's dress. You're making a drunkard's dress. Okay. <laughs> if you've done something like that, when you have your uh, convex curve. Right. And you had seam allowance to it. Okay. That seam allowance line is greater than. Yes. Your, um, then your stitching line. And then you have your. Uh, so I said convex, yeah, and then you have your concave line, right. and you had seam allowance to it, and the seam allowance, the raw edge of the fabric that you cut out, is less than your stitching line. So then when you go to match up your matching points, it's not that you need to ease, because your stitching lines should be exactly... They, you should have an exact match. Yes. Yes. But you may need to clip... You probably have to clip your seam allowance, your, especially uh, where, it, where it's most severe. Yes, yes, where it's most severe. Like if you do a really weird, you right. know, severe color blocking here and you're piecing it together, you may need to clip. Uh, and then really you need to trust those matching points mm-hmm. and do your best to pay attention to that stitching line. Okay. And this is with sleeves. It's like I think people get caught up and they see the seam allowance looks right. very large. 
especially on a sleeve cap, mm-hmm. right? Because that's our, I would call that a convex, you know, curve that then a lot of extra can be mm-hmm. added to it in seam allowance land. Um, and then over on your arm side, that's your concave. Right. And it gets taken away. So it's like match the stitching lines. Don't worry that the seam allowances, right. seam allowances don't necessarily after you've sewn it right. together, need to match up. So they're not. They I, probably won't. Yeah. This is going to be one of the zigzag live broadcasts where I did the curved color blocking mm-hmm. on Stacy's leggings, and this was inspired by a ready-to-wear pair right. that I saw, you know, advertised on Facebook a whole bunch. And so it's like there's a you know a curved line going up her calf. Right. So it's the lowest at the inseam, and then it comes up and curves over her calf, like where the outseam would be. And so I did that, and I had to do a few matching lines. Right. Now, of course, it was delightful to put together because it's stretchy. <laughs> right. Stre- to me, it stretches it. Now, yeah. the other thing that you may wind up doing, if you're working with knits or lycra, uh-huh. this is spe- especially when you see what I would call the gymnastic leotard, where you see... Yeah, like the wavy lines. You see the, the wavy lines. or, or the, So... Your color blocking almost becomes an applique. Well, let's move okay. on to that. Yeah. 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 So I am so I I can do this in two ways. Mm-hmm. If I so um here's where here's where seam allowances become more arbitrary. Right. <laughs> okay. So say I just have a um a different shape on the top. Right. Right? Okay, on the chest of my leotard, some sort of wave or dip or something right mm-hmm. that I'm going to put on so I can do this two ways I can take the ba- the bottom of my leotard right and I can cut the top above and beyond where any any of that line would lay right right and then I would cut that top piece with exactly what that line is that curve line then I have to lay it on my master pattern, everybody, make right? Sure to make up. sure that yeah. I've lined my shoulders and my arms, eyes up and all that. Okay. I lay it on there and then I would applique that top piece by zigzagging, you know, needle on, needle off of that edge, right? right? That and then I would go back turn it over when I was finished and trim away all of that excess. When you start to get into super detailed, like thin lines yes. or some very specialized shapes, you need to go into applique you need, land. And I mean, this can, this, we even do this on um, wovens. Yes. Okay. Now I, it's real. there's a very popular sweater pattern that I think is, I don't know if there's a kid, an adult version as well, but it's a kid's version. And it's a sweatshirt that is like a paper-pieced diamond uh-huh. in the middle. Yes, yes. It's really cute. Right. However, and and oh yeah, so I don't want to like criticize the pattern, but I wouldn't do that for everything. Like if if my kid just wanted a heart on their shirt, that's not color blocking. That's applique time That's applique. Yeah, right, you know, right, um, right. If I just need to have, you know, one wavy line on right. a leotard, I'm not going to piece right. it together. Um, maybe we can put um, my In, my uh, sample, like my one uh, aerial costume that it, I call it my, you know, my perfect butt yeah. costume. That it was sort of supposed to represent water. Well, we talked about this. And it is. We, we talked about the whole thing. And it's applique on top of 
mesh. Yes. And we've talked about our knit applique Mm -hmm. technique in one of the zigzag live broadcasts. That was a really good one. I think that was like October. Um, But that's still color blocking. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know. There's a couple of ways like to approach that. Yeah, when you do those big fields like that, it's a mine was. A, de- I mean, that was definitely a, a color. Is a meld. So the black the black costume was applique. Uh-huh. The the blue and silver costume was color blocking to me. That's how I would describe Col- it. I was like color blocking. Apple color blocking. color. Apple block. You know, because it was block. It wasn't just like you, you know, popped on a heart. You know, you were no. making the fabric kind of, you know. Right. Okay, and then let's bring this to our last. I like apple block. No, apple color blocking. Block app. App block. No, because it's like applique, but Don't, it's apple color blocking. The, the color is besides this apple color block. Apple color blocking. Okay. You all can weigh in, okay? okay tell us what you somebody think, think up a good word for yes, us. Yes, tell us what you think. Color um, apple block. Co- apple color block. I'm just going to I'm going to stick to my guns here, okay? <laughs> all right. The, our last version of this is making the fabric beforehand. Yes. Okay, and well, I kind of embarrassed myself okay, on this. But this. I have a story. And this is one of Don't my, whisper. Okay, this is whispering. one of my favorite ways <laughs> if I want to um Embroider on something ahead of time, okay. too. It, yeah. And it's sort of a similar thing, you know. You, yeah. So take a big piece, mm-hmm. right, and cut it in half or whatever. So, like, if I want, if I'm making a shirt and I have a big, huge um, machine embroidery that I want in the middle of the back, yeah. I don't cut that piece out. No. I take a big square and I, you know, embroider on it. And then I cut the piece I out. I was just having some kind of dream about this. I'm having big time deja vu about this. Okay, yeah. about embroidering on something before you cut it out. I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just thinking about this. Because we have the same mind. Okay, we have, we. there was a costume that needed to be made for a production, okay, mm-hmm. that I was somewhat involved in. And it needed to be black and white, like squares. Right. Okay. And so, and it was a dance, kind of like a dancey right. costume. And I said to the director, I was like, oh, well, I wouldn't piece that together. I'd get white fabric. I'd applique on some right. black squares, right. you know, onto right. a big piece right. of fabric, and I'd cut it out. And then they were like, oh, well, we've already pieced it, it all together. together. And I was like, okay. I was like, I didn't mean to make anybody, like, right. sound. I had a very strong opinion because I thought, oh, this is so efficient. But I kind of maybe sounded like a bit of a mean person. I have I would I would say I'm I'm trying to think how many times I've made stripe fabric. Yes. And what I do is I have my base fabric. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of one right now and it was candy cane sort of striped. It sure. was white vest with, you know, um not chartreuse, but um it it was pink. It was um like a hot pink or something. Yeah, yeah. like hot pink sequin oh. stripes. Yeah. Right? So I cut my stripes and I appliqued them onto the fabric before I made the vest. Yeah. I made my fabric. And so this is... Now, you don't have to make yards of fabric. No. So you, I cut out, like, say, a rectangle or a Get square or something and laid down my um, vest pieces on it and mm-hmm. went, went, okay, this will work. And then I striped. Okay. Yeah. I think of, uh, in this case, the Mondrian inspired garments mondrian do you know you know you'll know what i'm talking yeah. about it's the broadway boogie uh so it's the 
it, it's all squares and rectangles. Uh-huh. I just brought them home from... I didn't get to see them. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about here. You're going to be like, that's Mondrian. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's like the primary colors, no I color ha- I made those dresses and grew up in them. Yeah. That's what I was making in junior high. Well, you didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> we called them mod. Okay, well, we that's, didn't say it's, Mondrian. It's we said Mod. Inspired by the artist, right? Uh, you yeah. know Mondrian. So anyway, um, this what I would do in that case. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Um, but I would kind of lay out my pattern and be like, okay, I want my big red, you know, here. It's, da, it's da, a da. type of a window pane, right? And then you take a. Uh, outline black right to frame your to frame this framework of color blocking <laughs> right so yeah i might piece something like that together but then i'd applique that black on then i applique the black right. um outline on yeah i would for sure because you don't want to applique on if it's going to waste a bunch right if, if you're working on a budget right. if that's important to you i mean you can do whatever you want but right. you know if you're going to have like a big white field and a big red field right you know you don't want to be wasting a bunch of fabric right by, exactly you know leaving that under there so you could kind of you know but plan uh, that i don't out. want to make a stripe because i don't want seam 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 yes because that would just be ridiculous yeah you know um and then you know you make that a little bigger than your pattern piece because right. when you sew things together and you know what that does it makes it so you're not doing a bunch of really minute math exactly okay? exactly if you don't want to be going crazy you know unless you have a very limited stash of fabric if you can you know say okay about this much and i'll piece it together and then i'll keep piecing right. and i'll see where this lands then you don't have to be like i'm gonna take away this much seam allowance and i'm gonna do this i was just watching a youtube video on how to put cement tile on a shower step. Mm-hmm. So they had their shower step, but then they had to put something else over the step before they put the cement tile on it. Right. And they had to miter the tile. So he was saying, you know, we got to get down to the millimeter here right. to make sure this works because you kind of have this extra stuff in there. It's not right. just the step you built. And I thought, oh, my God. Boy, am I glad that I like work in fabric. And I can, know. You know? I all the, <laughs> no, I was I was cutting Not sheet. I was cutting sheet metal this weekend. Yeah, and I was like, oh you man, if I mistakes. make a mistake, no. yeah, no, <laughs> yep, no. Fabric. And it was and it was and it was made noise when I did it, and yeah. spark and and it was. Oh. Yeah, a lot of know, pressure. It wasn't real pliable, and no. I had to wear gloves. No, I was thinking yeah. about our backsplash and like yeah. the tile, and I'm like, ooh, you yeah. Know? And they were mirroring. No. So, do you understand? What else did I? No, I absolutely understand so what you're saying. Yeah. So, if those of you listening at home, I'm not just talking about going around a corner in a two dimensional right. way. No, I know you're I'm talking about going up and over. So they were talking about how it's easy to chip it when it doesn't absolutely have support, that support. And that then, yeah. And then once again, I was like. I'm so glad I'm that to, I work in fabric. Yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> think there was something else that I was doing recently, and I was like, fabric. No wonder I chose fabric. I know. It's, you know, <laughs> truly, Fabric is so wonderful. You can do anything with it. It's kind of forgiving. You yeah, and of, you can color block it if you have to. You can baste it together. <laughs> right. You can test it out. Nobody knows it was a mistake. Nope. Yeah. You know, and you can little bit of ease in there yeah i know and then it's like make it out of spandex and it's extra <laughs> forgiving anyway yeah so i was just um i i want to do cement tile on my backsplash which will not require that type of 
mitering, you know. No, um, no. But it, I was, I was kind of looking up how to cut it and see if it was. Well, any unfortunately, different. you have a really nice saw, wet saw too. Well, good, good, because yeah. we'll need it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is where you can kind of make your own fabric and always make stuff a little bigger and then right cut that it down. Can and then too. once again, I, if I didn't make it clear earlier in the podcast, and if we haven't made it clear throughout the last four years of podcasting. Test, test, test. Yes. And with a color-blocked garment, you need to make a muslin first if you're unsure of the fit. Because you can't be – it can complicate the alterations process if you need to shorten one area of the garment or lengthen it or something. And then – with the color blocking, sometimes it can change the drape a little bit. It, it, it can. can. You'll get. You usually will get a stiffer product. Like or a million so, you know, seams. Or, a, a dra- you know. you know, you'll lose the drape. Yeah. The other thing is your fabric bleeding. Okay. Uh-huh. So oh, how yeah. are you going to launder oh. this, Mom? How are you going to launder it? How are you going to launder it? And you you mentioned red. Uh-huh. And you know, red is very unstable. Red Black is, is very unstable. Yeah. There's some purples that can tend to be unstable because they have a lot of red in them, things like that. So. Think about this. Yeah. And, you know, how are you going to launder it? Um, I would be washing everything in Synthropol because that's how I pre-wash it. Synthropol, in case you didn't hear. So that grabs dye out of the water. I would continue maybe to wash it in Synthropol. Okay. So if I I have a garment that, that I have made with two different fabrics in it, I'm very, very cautious of the dye because dye can become unstable at any time. And you just never know. Right. Right. What's going on? And can you get it out? Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. You know, yeah, it's right. A, well, and you put all this time and thoughtfulness into it, and then it's gone. It is kind of nice to make, you know, in costume land. Right. You know, using the polys. That, that's one thing about those polys. The polys yes. tend to not bleed as right. much, you know, so that right. can be nice. Well, they I, also will last through moths and yeah. <laughs> everything else in the well, whole world. Well, they're going to last forever, right. you know. Right. Um, they were dinosaurs once. Right. So They will be found <laughs> along with the shards of pots someplace in a dig. You know, that I, I checked out The Golden Thread by Kasha St. Clair, and it's something a lot of people have been reading. And I didn't get to finish it. And, of course, there's, like, holds on it. So a lot of people are reading it uh, at the library. Maybe I should request another copy, but she talks about how fabrics, natural fibers, you know, they just, they go away so quickly. We don't have a great record of them like we have of the Bronze Age and the Iron Age and all that. And so our history has been really skewed in that way. And that's what the whole book is about. It is just the, the beginning third that I got to read is just so very interesting. But I think... Hey, we got some fabrics that are going to be around a long time now. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, or, you know, however, I don't know. You however know, you want to look at it. It is really hard. I just bought some socks. Uh, Derek owns these socks. He said, because I said, I need new socks for budgeting. And I don't make my own socks. And he said. But you could. He said, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to have to buy socks ever again in my life. And to what me. What are I, they made out of? Well, I thought, are you just going to wear your sandals forever? Was <laughs> <laughs> because he would if he could. Yeah. Okay. So the brand is called Darn Tough Socks. And they have Cute. a lifetime, unconditional lifetime guarantee. And he said, I've been wearing these socks for like five years. He said, I bought them when you were like. When we had Zelda, yeah. I needed new socks. And I was like, yeah, you have been wearing those for a long time. Like, I don't do his laundry, but I, you know, see his socks, uh, you know, every once in a while. He's like, they have not worn through at all. Because what I said was I'd bought a bunch of socks at Marshall's probably 
several years ago, and I was like, oh, my God, all of them are wearing out now at the same time. Like, the bottoms all have holes in them. I need new socks. And so I, he's like, I don't know what I don't know what they do to make them so durable, but he's running them. He ran races and stuff. Uh, and then I, they are made of, like, wool and nylon and whatnot. And I said, well, what about smart wool? Because I've, I've worn through smart wool ones. And he's like, nope, I've worn through the smart wool ones, but not these. And I was like, I wonder what – the what only problem I see in that is then when you want new socks. Yeah, you can't. Well, you, you can't. Yeah, you, know. you can't buy too many at once because they are like sixteen dollars a pair. Uh, <laughs> they're not two dollars socks. No, they're not two dollars socks. However, I thought I so I got myself I think like five pairs. You know, so, so I have one. What about those Aldi socks I gave you? I, at, at Christmas. Well, actually, they already have a hole in them. I think they were a dollar a pair I wore or something. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And, I wore so, mine. Mine don't have a hole in them. Mine do. I don't know. Sharp toenails or something. Uh, anyway. Okay. So, interesting about how long fabrics last. You're welcome for that last tangent. So, now I know I can buy you a new pair of socks at Christmas You can just buy year. me one pair right. of darn tough socks. And, and they'll last for, me for 16 years. For, yes, yeah. for, for yeah. my lifetime. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, you can get to me, Mallory, at SoHere.com. And you can find us on Instagram. We are at SoHere.com. ZD? So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SoHere.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.